Can one day really make that big a difference? InfoTrack's Taryn McCall has the answer to that question. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. What a difference a day makes, goes the song. But how many of us really feel that we can make a difference in the world? Our guest today on InfoTrack not only believes that you can, she tells you how to do it. Karen Jones is the author of The Difference a Day Makes, 365 Ways to Change Your World in Just 24 Hours. You call your philosophy philanthropy. I really love that term because it implies helping others and helping yourself. Tell us the gist of the idea. Well, I started noticing when, particularly after very big tragedies that were on television, the response was just this massive outpouring of compassion. We all don't feel like we just want to help. We feel compelled to help. We feel like we must absolutely find some way to do something as if we know instinctively that we will begin healing by doing that. So when I thought about that, I thought, wouldn't it be terrific if we didn't have to you know, go through these horrific experiences in order to have that opportunity for ourselves? And at the same time, I knew that I, as well as most of us, are very, very busy most of the time with full-time jobs and a lot of other obligations. And so I wanted to find things that people could fit into their daily schedules, no matter how busy they were, and also that didn't require them to write a check. So what is one easy thing that anyone can do right now that will make a difference? Well, um, some of my favorite things are things that we're already doing and that if we just made a particular choice, we could benefit a third party in the process. For example, everyone who drinks coffee in the morning, there are two kinds of coffee you can ask for that will help. One is fair trade coffee, which guarantees a price to growers around the globe so that they do not have to resort to child labor or even slave labor to grow their coffee. And the other is shade-grown coffee, which protects the rainforest canopy that houses songbirds. And both of those kinds of coffee are widely available where most people get their coffee. And also, if you buy it by the bag, you can look for those labels on the packages. And just by doing that, you've had that kind of an influence. The more people that buy those kinds of coffee, the more they will become the more prevalent product. You've even written about some things as simple as taking a garbage bag to your local park and picking up trash. Costs no money, except for the bag, and can make you feel good in the process. Right. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, sometimes we just get so accustomed to seeing things, trash around that, you know, we just don't even see it anymore or we give up about it. It's funny, the other thing about the phrase of philanthropy is sometimes when we just see other people doing something kind, and certainly picking up trash is one of those things, when we see others doing it, it affects us in a way that is equally positive as if we were doing it ourselves. Picking up trash, you know, you may think you're just picking up a piece of paper, but there may be a lot of other people seeing you do it that feel good just because you did it and they watched you. Or feel guilty and want to help. (laughs) Well, well, I'd like to feel like they just think, oh, there's still good people in the world. A lot of people feel our culture has become ruder, more selfish, and self-absorbed. Do you feel this is true, or are Americans just quiet about their generosity? I think really what it is is a matter of consciousness or awareness. I think that we go about our days and we are just inundated by so much. The commercial culture out there of everything vying for our attention, our cell phones ringing like crazy, traffic. It's just, you know, so overwhelming to our senses that it's difficult to keep it top of mind, I think. The reason I think that is because then when something huge happens, then you see everybody drop everything and respond in this way. You plug a lot of nonprofit groups. Are they suffering under the same economic pressures that individuals are? 
Nonprofits go through cycles along with the economy and periods of relative prosperity will alternate with times of struggle for them. And sometimes the smaller ones can't even survive the lean times, which I think is why it's important to consider some of these grassroots organizations along with established nonprofits when people are deciding how to support the issues that they care about. I do think, though, that nonprofits may find themselves getting more creative in the future in how they find funding and how they use volunteers. What a difference a day does make. Karen Jones, thank you for being with us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pair.com, the home of world-class web hosting. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.